You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy e Yo, what up everybody? It's your boy E-Man coming at you. Episode 21, Average Joe Sports Talk. All right, man, we got to hit this uh, new format for the second week in a row. NFL reactions and recap coming out to you Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. And today, we're going to do episode 21, and there's a lot of stuff to go over in my plate, baby. My plate is full, but I'm about to take it down today. So we definitely got to hit some NFL with Drew Brees, you know, breaking the record for the passing yard records. I mean, there's a lot of stuff to go over this cat. It's one of the best, to me, top five quarterbacks of all time. Jimmy Butler's saga. What's up with that interview from ESPN, bro? Jimmy, come on, Jimmy. And then we got the dumpster fire of my Giants. I'm going to go into in-depth discussion about what the New York Giants are clearly a dumpster fire and of course in Fuego headline is back I got some good headlines man to kind of like uh, react on all right so let's get it popping baby and let's start with my boy Drew Brees breaking Peyton Manning's record of most passing yards by a quarterback of 71,940 yards man with a 62 yard pass well how fitting it was a touchdown to break the passing yards record last Monday night against the Redskins. And I was doing my NFL recap when I was ending the actual episode. And boom, man, you know, I just saw that he hit that. He hit uh, Traquan uh, real quick out there for that touchdown, man. But what can you say about Drew Brees, man? He Not only he's up there, but he's also 42 touchdowns away from passing Manning. Last week, when he broke the passing yards record, his touchdown to um, Traquan Smith was his 499. So check it out, dude. Right now, Manning and... Brady are both on a foot race, one and two, after that touchdown for from Peyton Manning, which the record is 539. So Brady right now has 500 touchdowns for his career, and he's playing tonight, which is a game that I'm looking forward to against the Kansas City Chiefs. And then Breeze has 499. So it's going to be like Brady breaking it, and then, then whoever retires first is going to hold this record, regardless. Drew Brees, undersized, underrated, underdog throughout his whole career. So the Chargers drafted this cat, right? Not a lot of hype coming out of um, uh, Purdue Boilermaker, which is more traditionally a running school and also a you know a basketball school. So within two years, they draft Philip Rivers. He becomes uh, Drew Brees becomes a free agent. The Dolphins publicly did not clear him medically because he had that shoulder injury. So of course the Chargers bailed on him because they thought shoulder injury is pretty bad. So I don't think we got to take a chance on him. Dolphins passed on him. They went after Culpepper. Great job, Dolphins, because Culpepper was damaged goods to begin with, not Drew Brees. So the Saints take a chance on him. The Saints take a chance on him. And this is around 2006, uh, when Katrina happened in 2006. So it was crazy. 59,000 yards and more than 400 TDs in 12 seasons in New Orleans and a Super Bowl ring in 2010 later. To me, Drew Brees is top five quarterback of all time. All-time passing yards leader. Number three in touchdowns of all time. He's in the Mount Rushmore of uh, of uh, football. He definitely top five. No doubt about it. And he's going to move up up in this list, maybe top three. Him and Brady, toe-to-toe for this uh, Manning touchdown record, which is probably going to be gone by next season, 2019. Hopefully, no injuries for many of these two cats. But Drew Brees, man, shout out to you. Class act. A real leader. A real community person man who cares about where he's at as you know first and foremost he's a christian man and also a a father and a husband and acts the proper way examples for these young quarterbacks to follow the changing of the guard is coming soon man but he's part of an era with manning brady philip rivers you gotta throw like manning in there too and i mean missing a couple but of an era man where we had some good competitive quarterbacks that did the right thing 
play the game the right way. Oh, so let's definitely jump on some NBA, man. Jimmy Butler. He's still not been, haven't been traded yet. Preseason is over. Opening night is this Tuesday. And he's still with the Timberwolves. And he's not happy because he's still with the Timberwolves. And his uh, wish of being traded hasn't happened. This ESPN Rachel Nickel comes out right after practice and talk about fireworks. Jimmy is trying, man. Jimmy is trying to do everything he can on his own to get traded. I know the Timberwolves want a lot for Jimmy. Can't get a lot for Jimmy, man. Jimmy's 30 years old. You don't expect he's not a you know LeBron James. He's not even a Chris Paul. He's a heck of a good player. But, dude, he does not uh, command the value that the Timberwolves are asking. So, therefore, that's why he's still with the Timberwolves. Jimmy wants out. And, you know, in this interview with Rachel Nichols, he made it known that he wants out. That right now, it doesn't matter. The situation in Minnesota is not fixable. Yeah, I'll play. He said, I'll play as long as, you know, they treat me right. So, yo, his interview with Rachel Nichols was really pretty much stating the point. Get me the hell out of Minnesota. Get me the hell out of here, man. How much, what much more do I have to prove it? What to prove to you guys that I went out? So Butler went on earlier that day before the interview to practice, right? Talking all type of smack to Carl Anthony Towns. And by the way, he got that huge extension. I think it was 135 for four years. Andrew Wiggins and his head coach, Tim Thibodeau. And Thibs, you know, and general manager Scott Layden, by the way, he just kept saying, you effing need me. Reportedly saying in practice, right? You can't win without. So he's going out there, stirring up stuff, taking the third team. I'll take on the third team against the number one team of a Bust your ass real quick. There's definitely no love lost between Jimmy, Carl Towns, you know, and Cat. This is what he said. This is the part that gets me, right? Cat. Cat came at me. This is exactly quoted from his uh, interview. Uh, we were up in practice, he said. Anybody can get this work. Do it to me. That's all I said. Every time you get switched onto me, you pass it. I'm a competitor. Yo, I'm here. Talking, come at me, son. If you score on me, I'm going to tap you on your butt. You got the best of me, but you got to do it every time. So in other words, he's saying, yo, bro, listen, man. You're a center. I'm a two guard. Why don't you go ahead and come at me, son? If you get a piece of me, I'm going to go ahead. Just kind of street ball talk right here. This guy's like making a scene. This is what we play in the streets, man. He's definitely bringing the street game going up here in the trash talk in the streets. Like, yo, man, you get a piece of me. What's up? Yo, you got me? You got me? Yo, you take take me to the rack, bro. Take me to the rack. You got to take me every time, though, that one time. It definitely shows how weak um, Carl Anthony Towns is because he's kind of scared of him, bro. You know what I'm saying? Also, the biggest part I got from the other takeaway that I got from this interview is that he doesn't agree. He doesn't like the work ethic of Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. I mean, he kind of like calling them like, yo, guys, you, you are, you're talented, man, but you're lazy. And this is what he said. Let me just, first of all, read exactly what he said. And then I'm going to, you know, kind of break into this, to this whole part here. But he says that who's the most talented player in our team? It's Cat, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. Who's the, mo- who's the most God-gifted player on our team? Wiggs, Andrew Wiggins. He goes, Wiggs got the longest arm, the biggest hand, can jump the highest, can run the fastest. But like who plays the hardest? It's me. I play hard. I play really hard. I put my body on the line every damn practice, every day in the games. That's my passion. That's how I give. That's how I, that's how I give to the game. That's how I give to you guys. You think these guys are lazy? You think these guys are have all the gifts in the world, unlike him, but they don't put in the work. And you know what? That's true, bro. One of the biggest knocks on Carl Anthony Towns is that he's not lazy. He doesn't practice. He doesn't like to practice. He doesn't work on his game. You know, he he's so gifted, but he doesn't work on the things that he needs to improve. And like he said, I'm like, yo, I just want to be shown respect. He wants to be respected. Therefore, pay me. Even though he said it's not about the money, but he wants to get paid because that's, it'll be a show of loyalty towards him because he's the hardest working cat on that particular team. He definitely wants out. And right now, the best chance is Miami. But Miami's not going to give their, their top crop. You know, they're definitely going to do parts with com- bad contracts. Not bad contracts, but contracts are, about, are, are going into their term. Like, you know, like Johnson and Dragic 
And they're not going to do Sheldon um, Williamson. Not that, I forget the point guard. Richardson, they're not going to do Richardson. They're not going to get rid of him because that guy has is still under the rookie contract and can still put great production for the value. So at this point, it's all about value. What can they give up? Hopefully sign Jimmy cheap. But yo, Jimmy's raw, man. He's raw. He went up there and spoke to the third team saying that, hey, I'm going to go ahead and use you. I'm going to play with you guys against the first team and we're going to bust their ass. I mean, he's losing it, dude. He's definitely out there. And I know it's kind of a show in order to push the team to trade them right away and kind of give up, give up the certain things that they don't, they don't want to give up. I mean, there's a lot of teams here that are not going to give up a lot for Jimmy. Jimmy's a great player. He's a good player, but he's not like, yo, break the bank kind of player. So Jimmy, keep trying, brother. Eventually you will get out. Two days, we're one day away from uh, opening night and for, I believe two days for the Minnesota Timberwolves and uh, no trade as of yet. But you got to give it to Jimmy, man, from a guy, from Jimmy Butler, for a guy that's never spoken this much, man, he's a little Chinese box surprise. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. Let's talk some G-Man. Let's talk some of my New York Giants. The dumpster fire of a team exactly that they are. That's what it is. It's a dumpster fire freaking team. Season's over. They're one and five. Enough. Enough is enough. And I'm not pissed off that they lost to the Philadelphia Eagles 34 to 13. It's how they lost and what showing they put up. But not so much about that loss because the Eagles are a good team. And you know what? Carson Wentz is still coming, trying to make a comeback. But this team is done. The New York Giants are freaking done. That team is so lost, it's not even funny. They're right up there with the Buffalo Bills when it comes to dumpster fires in the league and the Oakland Raiders. Actually, Buffalo's better than the Giants because he got two wins, actually. So there's five obvious issues with the Giants at the moment. Number one, the only positive one, Saquon Barkley is the truth and a beast. After seeing the performance week after week for Saquon Barkley, six touchdowns, and last week having his best game as a rookie, 130 yards rushing, one TD, 99 yards receiving. It's not like this guy's getting open opportunities through the line because the line is garbage. They can't protect the quarterback. They can't open up holes for the running back. He's making his own holes. This guy's making his own tackles. He's juking. This, he is working so hard. I am afraid this kid's going to get hurt. But that's obvious. He's the true building block. And I'm going to get back to Saquon a little later in this particular segment. But I'm going to keep going on before I lose my steam here. Pat Shermer. The next obvious issue is Pat Shermer. He has lost that locker room. I was a little bit excited when they said, when they picked this guy up and they signed him as the head coach. Hey, all right, you know what? He made Case Keenum actually get to the playoffs. Then imagine what he could do with that Giants team. Same wide receivers. We got a stud running back. We invested some money on this line, which, yo, get your money back, G-Man, because this line sucks. But he has lost the locker room. This team right now is in need of a coach like Parcells and Tom Coughlin. Because right now, bro, Pat Sherman's not running the show. The show is running him. Next obvious issue with the Giants. Their offensive line sucks. They suck. They spend money on the right tackle, whatever the tackle they sign. They suck. They suck. They let go of Flowers the other day, who was like the number like nine pick. They could have Gurley in that draft. And then sign Eric Flowers because he was going to be the next big thing line-wise. Suck. Giants offensive line is done. Stick a fork in them. They're done for the season. There's nothing else you could do about it. Next obvious thing. I'm going to call this one number four. Eli Manning is washed up. The Giants are staying behind. The Giants are kind of like nostalgic right now to let go Eli. Trust me, your backup quarterback is not any better. So yeah, you got to stick with Eli this year. I was one of those guys that kept saying I wanted a quarterback. It's hard to keep saying that now. It's kind of like I'm jaded because Saquon Barkley is such a great freaking player, man, that I would have hate passing on that guy for Sam Darnold. But Sam Darnold is such a great player too. And yeah, he's not going to probably take the Giants to the Super Bowl this year as your quarterback for the next 15 years. It's a tough decision. The one who should be really upset in this whole scenario is 
more than the Giants is the Browns because they could have had Saquon Barkley and Baker Mayfield. Anyway, don't want to get up subject. I just thought throw that in there. But Eli Manning is washed up. Eli Manning cannot complete balls down the field. Yes, the offensive line sucks, but when Eli has a little bit of time, Eli should be able to make these throws just like he used to back in the day. Thank you for the two Super Bowls, Eli. You know what? It is what it is. And the last issue, which is number five, is the one I have one of the biggest problems with. And I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. And I've known this since he came into the league. Odell Beckham Jr. has always been a prima donna. He's always been sensitive, media, hog, spotlight, getter. But this kid is not a leader, bro. This kid is an entitled punk. He complained about his contract. He complained about getting his contract. And now he got his contract. He's still complaining. You know, the way I look at Odell Beckham is damn if you do and damn if you don't. Or damn if you pay him or damn if you don't pay him. You know what I'm saying? And so, but he's not a leader. He wants 20 targets a freaking game so he could prove put the team on his back. Who the hell gets 20 targets a game? What receiver gets 20 targets a game? Odell, you want 20 targets a game? Go to Buffalo. You'll be the only person they could throw the damn ball to. I have a problem with his temper tantrums. That's not a leader. He wants to be a leader? Bro, put the book back you're reading, man, because it's not teaching you any leadership qualities whatsoever. Right now, dude, you're not a leader. You're just a entitled little punk. Talented one. That's the part that hurts the most. That's the part that's so frustrating. Stop punching fans, bro. They don't punch back. You know what I'm saying? Stop punching coolers because they don't punch back when you're upset. You need a little pacifier, bro. Every time every time those doesn't go your way, something doesn't go your way and you just are going to throw a temper tantrum? What are you, freaking two? Leaders don't lead that way. You know who should take notes from? Take notes from Saquon Barkley doing it with his game. Right now, the best wide receiver for the Giants is called Saquon Barkley. You're running back. He's your best running back and your best wide receiver. Odell hasn't done jack. Oh, Eli can throw it down the field. Yeah, he cannot. But there was a few times in this game that Eli had a couple of 50-50 balls thrown at Beckham. There were 50-50 balls that Beckham could have done a little better effort and try to catch. But hey, he still complained about it. But the real leader of this team, let's go Saquon Barkley his first year. He's shown more leadership qualities in six games. And I'm not talking about his game. I'm talking about off the field. When he speaks, when he says the right things. This is a kid that when he came into the league before he signed his contract, I drafted by the Giants said, oh, I'm going to use all my endorsement money to support myself and bank my contract money. Get my mother a house. What is Odell Beckham doing during the offseason? He's doing whatever new dances out there in the Hollywood sign. Because, you know, he's from Cali. You know, hot climate weather. I don't know. New York is home for right now. Those are the things you're saying for the city that just gave you $90 million, you punk. Leaders lead, bro. And complainers complain. You're part of the complainer. So he's poisoned right now in the locker room. I am not a fan. I'm a fan of his talent, athletic and skill-wise, which is going to be wasted, which is being wasted. Leaders don't point the finger at other players. They lead by example and try to go out there and help those players. Yes, Eli is washed up. No doubt about it. He's not going to take it to the promised land. Not at all. Not at all, my friend. But Eli, in his fifth year, got his ring. And then five years later, he's got another ring. I don't know, man. You're coming up in your fourth year and you know when you're a ring. And so blame the quarterback and blame the offensive line. Blame everybody because that's what you're going to do. Blame the coach. 20 targets a game. Are you for real, dude? What are you playing, Madden? If I'm going to compare Odell Beckham to other wide receivers, I'm going to pick DeAndre Hopkins, for example, because it's, one, it's probably the only other wide receiver that's been the same scenario with a bad quarterback, bad old line being the only thing. Because before he got Deshaun Watson, he played with TJ Yates. He played with Brian Hoyer. And guess what, dude? DeAndre Hopkins was a pro bowler. DeAndre Hopkins never complained. DeAndre Hopkins was hurt. He goes out there and gives it 100%, doesn't point the finger at it, even, even though the quarterbacks are crap. So this is what I see for Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham in five years, it's going to be Des Bryant. All the baggage in the world, 
nothing but complaining because he's entitled and will be without a job. Yo, OBJ, come at me, son, if you don't like what I just said. As for my Giants, locker room is completely lost. It's time to give it up, Eli. I know you got hope. I love you, man. But sometimes you got to call it quits, and it's time to call it quits now. Fortunately, there's nobody better than you behind you. So the Giants need to look for a trade. And I'm not talking trading Eli Manning. I'm talking about probably trading a good player like oh, OBJ. Go after a quarterback. This is going to be rough. This year is over. Like the freaking match and set that dumpster of a New York Giants team on fire. All right, y'all. It's been a couple of weeks since I've done uh, an Enfuego headline, man. It's been a minute. I mean, it's been a lot of things going on and kind of changing the, the format a little bit because we have, you know, it's football season. But hey, Enfuego headlines are back. And for y'all that forgotten about it and all the new listeners are following, Enfuego headlines are average old sports talk. Headlines are, are on fire by your boy, E-Man, and any other co-host that we're going to have every once in a while. View. So first of all, CC Sabathia says umpire Angel Hernandez is terrible and shouldn't be anywhere near a postseason game. So Hernandez became the first umpire to replay in the replay era to have three calls overturned in a postseason game. Holy smokes. Granted, CC said that he's not blaming him for the loss, the game that eliminated the New York Yankees playing the Boston Red Sox in the LDS a couple of weeks a week ago. But he's saying that it's completely embarrassing how this guy's still pitching in the um, actually in the postseason because he is not. He's not there. He should not. He's not consistent. He's a horrible, horrible umpire. And everybody in the league seems to agree, except for Rick Porcello, the starting pitcher that beat the Yankees that day. And what did Rick Porcello say, the Boston Red Sox, that, um, hey, there was nothing wrong with the plate. You just got to get the close closer to the line there, uh, CC. Come on, bro. You just won. You're rubbing it in CC's face and the Yankees' face. So look, Porcello, you know, you were named after a fat actor, Costello. You suck, dude. Your career's not that great. Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride, bro. All I got to say for Purcello is 27 freaking rings, bro. All right? 27 rings. We'll be back next year. God, I'm in a bad mood today, man. So Purcello just even upset me more with that stupid comment. Pitch better, CC. Get it close. To over. Get it over the plate, and then you will get you, know, you will get the right calls. Get the hell out of here. Moving on to Conor McGregor and Khabib. Norman Goth. We're spending 10 days for the brawl after the uh, UFC 229 where um, Khabib beat our boy um, McGregor. Choked him out. Then he jumped over the uh, octagon. Went after his trainer. And then somebody sucker punched McGregor. And McGregor went back at the dude. I mean, it was insane. Which, give me some more of that. I want some more of that stuff. Anyway, a letter was sent on Wednesday to both fighters that they will be suspended for at least 10 days. Effective October 15th. So effective on Monday today. Both cats will be suspended for like 10 days. So this is more of, hey, give me more of that drama for this next for the next rematch because it's all about this. You know, right now they're building it, man. They're building this right now. The suspension is part of the gimmick. You know, Khabib saying that if he doesn't get paid, because it's still holding his $2 million, by the way, UFC still holding his 2 million bucks. Pay the dude, man. But it's all part of the gimmick. It's all part of the drama for the, for the rematch to keep hyping up this rematch. So what they're doing is practically adding more and more fuel to the fire in order to get this thing going, right? Again, the rematch is going to be out of control. It's going to break all sorts of records. I am definitely buying it. Even Khabib saying that if they don't give him his money, he's willing to quit the UFC. He's even tweeting out there, calling out Floyd Mayweather, saying, hey, man, I'm not no McGregor, no uh, no Conor McGregor. Put me in the ring with you, man. Give me 100 mil. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to knock you out. So, yeah, man, even a week away, man, this, this thing is is, is still, still buzzing. And there's going to be, and you know, they're definitely doing the the marketing early on, man. This this rematch is going to break all sorts of paper records for UFC. It's probably going to be the most watched rematch or fight in UFC history. What about Usain Bolt scores two goals in his first start for the Australian soccer team? Best runner of all time. Has all the medals in the world. 
he scored he scored twice in his first start in the, for the Central Coast Mariners in the A-League trial. So it was still the preseason where the season's going to start. And this past Friday, with about 15 minutes remaining. So in 15 minutes, this cat went out there and scored two goals. I don't know how bad the other team was playing, how weak this league is. I don't care. This is not a recreational league. This is a pro league. And if Hussein Bolt, who's never played soccer, who's played soccer probably when he was a kid or in high school or whatever they call it in Jamaica, scored two goals. Bro, that's what you call athleticism. Damn, being a good athlete is being a good athlete. It doesn't matter where you put this cat at. Eight-time Olympic gold medalist secured a place in the team. So after so far this, right, you know, and I had this headline earlier on, like two months ago or a month and a half ago about him trying out. And bro, the season stars are, you know, season stars soon. And this guy has made, made, made a spot on the team. Score two goals in, a, in 50 minutes. Unreal. What a freaking athlete, huh? Unreal. Finally, my New York Knicks wave veteran big man Joaquin Noah. It's about freaking time. Disappointing career after two seasons. They were unable to trade him. So they waived the 33 year old Saturday with two years left, $37.8 million remaining on this contract. Gotta eat that money. It's freeing up cap space for free agency in 2019. This is what I'm talking about right here. Get some cap space in there. Bro, 37.8 million. Yeah, you know what? The last of the remaining bad freaking contracts by Phil Jackson. Mello gone. Noah gone. I don't think we have anything left. I think it's time to rebuild this team the right way. And by the way, man, I always knew that Al uh, Holford was going to be the better player coming out of UF. I mean, Noah is, you know, hey, was all the hype because he kept doing all that hype, hyping crap. In the, but the, the one that actually had the skills... And fundamentally sound was Al Hofer. So he he did have a um he did have what twelve years I think yeah he played twelve years in the league not bad not bad twelve or eleven years hey man made a lot of money so hey NFL recap coming up Tuesday or Wednesday morning my hot game that I really want to hit on is the Chiefs versus New England the present versus the future and this game was off the chain. All right, guys, your boy E-Man for Average Joe Sports Talk. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the channel. Keep listening. Keep downloading. Check out the links for my YouTube channel and social media like Twitter. I even got a Facebook page, but hey, I do more of my stuff on Twitter anyway. Thank you for listening. Your boy E-Man, out. Oh.